You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Lynx Podcast. Uh, my name is John, and uh, I get the privilege of hosting this conversation with local uh, Brandon folks. And uh, this uh, season is sponsored by Brandon Wellness. We're committed to investing and building community uh, in in Brandon. And so really excited uh, as we start this new year, uh, we're, we're looking ahead to what uh, to what's going to happen in this, in this season in our community. And so we wanted to uh, bring on a guest uh, that has been on the list for a while, but he's a hard man to get a hold of. Uh, actually, that's not true. He's very, uh, he's very, uh, what's the word? Very hospitable, very generous. Well, thank you. Very kind with his time. Thank you. Um, Brian Reed. Brian Reed, welcome. Glad you're here. And uh, we're, we're glad to have this conversation. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your family, where you grew up. Kind of give us some background on that. Sure. Uh, grew up in a small community, Lake Park, Iowa, on the west side of the Iowa Great Lakes region. So I got to enjoy the Iowa Great Lakes as a youth. Mm. Um, went to school at uh, Mankato. Got my my bachelor's in urban and regional studies. Um, I've got five kids uh, two of them are older up in the Twin Cities. Got two grandkids that uh, are fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, got one daughter that's in Harrisburg. She's okay. a nurse at Avera. Uh, one kid that's a senior this year uh, will be graduating. And then one that's uh, taking a taking a uh, gap year. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, cool. You... Uh, You've been in Brandon for a time, so you we, we got you from Lake Park, Iowa. Well, okay. got me from Milford. Milford. I was a city administrator okay. in Milford, Iowa, okay. which is also in the in the Iowa Great Lakes. Gotcha. Okay, so you went you went Mankato after Mankato, then you got right into administration. City was that is that kind of been your career? Correct. Tell us a little about your career. I uh, started um, in a small town, Kenyon, Minnesota, about fifteen miles east of Faribault. If you're familiar with that. Was there for four years, and I moved to Montgomery, Minnesota, which is 15 miles west of Faribault. Okay. Uh, always been a city administrator, uh, and then I went from Montgomery to Milford, and then Milford to here. Okay. So you kind of, I mean, in terms of city size, you went from, I mean, h- how did that go? I mean, did e- was each community just a little bit bigger? Were they all about the same size? or A little bit bigger. Okay. Uh, uh, Mc- or Kenyon was about 1,500. Montgomery was, mm, when I came, about 2,000, ended up leaving. It was about 2,500. Milford was in that 2,500 range, and now uh, Brandon came, and we were at 9,000 or so, and now we're at about 11,500. Okay. So you've seen you've seen different communities in, throughout your career. Uh, what was it that brought you to Brandon, Brian? Uh, you know, obviously besides pizza ranch i mean i'm sure that was the <laughs> determining factor it was a prime factor okay yes yes but what i mean beyond pizza ranch what was it that brought you brought you to brandon well uh brandon actually reached out to me uh they became familiar with, i'd interviewed in a in a city west river i didn't get that job um but the administrator at the time dennis olson knew the mayor in that community and and called him up and said hey did you have anybody that you were interested in that didn't get hired and my name popped up. So, um, I was invited out to interview and, and here I am. Yeah. 
Uh, and and one of the nice things with Brandon, it's close to Sioux Falls. Yeah, we we enjoy that. Uh, it's our it's our most successful suburb. So you get the big city yeah. approach, but it's still small town, and it's a fast growing community. So there's a lot going sure. on. Sure. Yeah, it's a great place to live. I mean, it's a great place to be. Um, I'm sure there are people uh, that would say this question, ask this question. Uh, I'm going to say it. Try to try to say it just as plainly as I can. What, Brian? How do you describe your job? What is it that you do, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a tough time describing that from time to time. Okay. Um, a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's there's personnel, there's finance, there's infrastructure, there's engineering, there's public works. Um, you know, I oversee the day to day operation of the city in, in all of its aspects. Yeah. So you are really integral in a lot of different parts of the city. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about this a little bit. You haven't mentioned it, but I'm going to bring it up. You and I share something in common. My friend uh, Tim Jorgensen was telling me. He said, "Oh yeah." Brian was an offensive lineman just like you. <laughs> and here, come to find out, yeah, that's true. You played, we played the same position in college. Uh, tell me a little bit about your football career. What was that like for you? Well, um, you know, small town Iowa. Um, you know, I had 28 kids in my graduating class. So it was a, a pretty big jump from there to Mankato State. Um, the biggest, the biggest party school in the country at that time, right? Or was that before they were the biggest? No, that, that we were ranked in, I believe Playboy's <laughs> top 10 party schools at the time I was there. Um, <laughs> That's a longstanding tradition. That's good. Yep. We, we, we fight for that one every year. <laughs> okay. So man, Kate, tell us a little about your football career. how did that I mean? Small town. Sorry, I keep getting on top of here, but no, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, a different different time uh, or a different different um, way of doing things I, I remember talking to my high school coach he came up and and, and talked to me and I said hey we've got I came in as a defensive lineman okay I said we got more defensive plays than we had offensive plays in high school so <laughs> you know that was kind of a rude awakening um, transferred to the offensive line uh, became a guard center you know I was too short uh, to to but I was the the fifth fifth player off the bench, so to speak. You know, I was the backup for about everything. So got good experience. Um, was primarily a guard, and then one day the head coach came up to me and said, "Hey, Brian, I want you to try center." Yeah. Never never played center. Never snapped the ball. So I took that on. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, got me got me some good experience. We ran the wing T. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm I'm all about three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. Um, after that. Um, you know, coached a little bit, coached about 12, 13 years in high school okay. at the communities I was in. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. So nice. that's kind of my football career. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he got into coaching too. That's great. I, <clears throat> I, I always tell, I always joke about it because I said, you know, I was an offensive lineman as well, but I, I didn't get transferred from the defensive line. So the way I, the way I tell that story would be you were probably just too good looking to play defensive line. No, no, I like to I like to think that uh, we made the transition from the wing tee, so they needed some people that could run. Okay, that might be true. <laughs> I would say you you always have the three qualifications for any offensive lineman. They have to be they have to be very strong, they have to be very smart, and they have to be extremely good looking. Smartest so, group on the field. Yeah, that's that's what I've always that's why I tell kids whenever I do camps, I'm like you got to be you guys because nobody wants to be an offensive lineman. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's, it's not the epitome career goal for a lot of people. <laughs> few, few young men and women lay awake at night dreaming 
about playing guard for anyone. You're, you're kind of bored into that role. <laughs> <laughs> right. You get picked at an early age. <laughs> yes, you do. You get a circle in your helmet. <laughs> Ring. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, you know, and you talked about your job. I mean, how, how would you relate that, that playing on the line to being a city administrator? I, I have some thoughts, but you tell me, I mean, how, how do you, how do you correlate the two or what have you learned from being a, a football player, a lineman to serving, serving in the role that you're in now? You know, I was actually asked this question on a job interview long time ago when I was doing an internship in Big Lake, Minnesota and, and their administrator left. I was appointed the interim administrator, and then I applied for the job just to go through the interview process. And that was one of the questions that they asked, asked me. My answer was, was pretty simple. Um, staff in the city is the offensive line. Mm. The skill positions of the city council and the mayor, very mm. similar. Um, you know, We do a lot of the, the work behind the scenes. Um, we're there to support the skill players, so to speak, and just get the job done. Mm. Wow. That's a great perspective. I appreciate that. That's uh, that needs to happen, doesn't it? I mean, in a city, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things like you watch a football game. There's a lot of things that people watch, but very few people watch those behind the scenes people that get stuff done, make holes happen. I was, you know, we've been, you know, we're in the season now of kind of finishing up, leading up towards the Super Bowl, yep. and uh, every year you find those winning teams have great offensive and defensive lines. I mean, it's... Well, you look at Cincinnati yesterday missing three starters off their offensive line, and it certainly showed, mm -hmm. um, you know, at least in that first half, Joe Burrows yeah. was running for his life. Yeah. So, essential folks, um, linemen, both sides of the ball, mm -hmm. um, got to have them. If you don't control the line of scrimmage, you're not going to have a good game. Yeah. That's great. Well, I know one of, the, one of your key staff areas, and I wanted to talk with you about this because I've been so impressed uh with your staff and the staff of uh jamie stuff steffel and the and the police department of brandon mm -hmm. would you talk a little bit about what what jamie has meant to to the city uh the city staff but also to the community as leading that that police department and the role that that they play would you talk a little bit about about that and the job they're doing sure our police department is is outstanding um you know, we're one. We're we're the only community in Minneapolis County, other than Sioux Falls, that has their own police department. We're independent. We work closely with both the city of Sioux Falls PD and the and the sheriff's office. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, Jamie. We we're very fortunate to have Jamie come back to from Florida. You know, mm -hmm. he, he took the little the trip down there, but he came back. Thankfully, um, he's really worked very hard to recruit folks. You know, that fit our um, public safety model. We have an awesome staff in the PD, um, very good at what they do. Um, and Jamie and his command staff, Austin Peterson, have worked really hard to, you know, make sure that our guys are, I shouldn't say guys anymore, we do have a, a, a lady on our staff now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our staff receives the proper training because uh, uh, public safety is certainly an evolving um, mm -hmm. profession these days. Uh, police officers are asked to do a heck of a lot more than just write traffic tickets and investigate crime these days. Mm -hmm. They're kind of the front line for um, mental health issues in the community, medical issues in the community. You know, if there's a 911 call for the ambulance service, our, our PD's right there, probably the first on the scene. So um, the training that, that Jamie's offered our, our folks, 
um, opportunities to move up in the in the department. Um, you know, looking for the right kind of folks to fit our public safety model. Mm-hmm. You talked about that model and and the idea that we have our own police department and it is local. I mean, it's it's the only one other than Sioux Falls. What does that? What value does that add to a community like Brandon to have local officers? Many of them that live in Brandon, many of them that are here every day. What does that bring to a community like Brandon? Uh, because it, it's not it's not cheap. No, I mean that's that that's a uh, I don't want to call it a luxury, but it's that's something that not every community is able to afford. Correct. What, um, what is what is the value that it brings? Well, we've got 24, 24 hours, seven days a week protection. Number one. So we always have at least two, usually three officers um, on shift at any given time. So that that provides our community with a little more um, protection than some. Hmm. Uh, it's local control. So, you know, we're not subject to the whims of another agency. I shouldn't say whims, um, hmm. but policy procedures of another agency. It, it certainly gives our folks, our citizens, a sense of security. You know, we've, we've been named safest city in South Dakota for the last eight to 10 years. I mm-hmm. think we've had awesome chiefs yeah. over that time period that have just done an awesome, a, a very good job of, of making sure that our community is protected. Mm. Great. This has been good, Brian. I appreciate you sharing that because I, I think sometimes people take for granted what we have in Brandon. I know you know you don't you don't realize all that goes into removing the snow. I mean, you that's been a big project <laughs> this summer. Uh, I was talking with one of your staff. Uh, you know, they were in, sitting you know by my street, just kind of finishing up after one of our snow it, events. It's been an unusual year. <laughs> we're definitely you've definitely shined up all the plows. Uh, yeah, the plows are getting good use this year. <laughs> we're there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but I uh, just had a great conversation, you know, and, and uh, he, he told me, the gentleman that I was talking with, how much he appreciates working for the city and great job and um, just real grateful, real grateful for, for the opportunity. Um, what would you say to people that are listening? You know, many people are going to tune into this, you know, are maybe don't know you personally. Uh, they maybe only know of you in the role that you play. Um, I get the privilege to see you, you know, once in a while around town or pumping iron somewhere. Yep. El Tapatio, you know, places oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> so, um, what uh, what would you say to somebody that's that's new to Brandon uh, about the about you know what are the needs or what are, what are, how can somebody get involved in city government? Uh, how can somebody get involved in the community uh, in a positive way if they're if they're new to town or, or maybe they've been here for a while mm-hmm. and just don't haven't had an opportunity to get involved? What would you say to somebody that's looking to get connected or involved? Well, as far as getting involved with the city, um, you know, our, our city council meetings are open. They're also on, on YouTube. Um, find out what's going on. The best thing to do is read the minutes in the paper, watch the city council meetings, come to the city council meeting. You know, we have an opportunity for citizens at every one of those meetings to, to ask questions or make comments about issues of, or areas that they have concern. Planning and zoning is, is open to the public mm-hmm. as well. Park committee is open to the public. All of those have opportunities for folks to to make comments or or questions. If anybody has a question, the, the easiest thing to do is call City Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, we we usually, uh, if we don't know the answer, we'll certainly get in contact with the folks that do. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. where the plow trucks are at every day, mm-hmm. um, but if somebody's got a question, hey, when they're going to plow my street? That's one we've had yeah. lately. 
yeah. with the snow. Uh, we can certainly let you know. Um, but no, get involved. Um, be active. Find out what's mm-hmm. going on. Like I said, read the paper. Um, you know, they do an awesome job of, of covering city stuff, right. whether it's on the front page. Um, come to the council meetings. Come to mm-hmm. P&Z meetings. Yeah. Not just when it affects you. Right. Um but keep right. up to speed on on what's going on because we are we do have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, as far as volunteer stuff, um, we've got a meeting tonight at seven o'clock at City Hall. Uh, hopefully, start planning our fiftieth anniversary celebration oh, for yeah. the city. You know, we incorporated in nineteen seventy three, so we're we're really one of the younger cities in the state. So we're only hitting fifty, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be around for the hundredth. <laughs> well, see. I, I think, I, I don't know, Brian. I, I, I like how you take care of yourself, man. <laughs> you do us offensive linemen proud. So you, you might be. You might we be. might be. You know, it's another 50 years from now. <laughs> Modern medicine will do wonders. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, I appreciate, Brian, you taking the time and, uh, you know, coming in here and uh, just sharing. And uh, I want you to know I, I honor you in your role and uh, very thankful that you serve and you really, uh, you don't, I know you don't want it, but you need it. You need to, encouragement, and, and you do a great job. Well, thanks. And, you know, it's that offensive lineman mentality. We're <laughs> we're the ones in the trenches. We don't we don't want or, or look for the glory. We we just get the job done. Yeah. Well, doing a great job. Appreciate all you do. So, thanks, Brian. Thanks, John. You too. Um, you know, you guys, you're very involved with the wellness mm-hmm. uh, center concept. Yep. Um, you know, we're, we're waiting to see how that transfer or, or works itself yeah. out. Uh, very exciting that uh, you guys have undertaken that that role. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I just want to encourage you. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, the city is a huge partner in that. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be possible without the city uh, being open to that and obviously the citizens and the, uh, especially the park board and yep. uh, those people that are, that are leading that. Um, but yeah, I have, <clears throat> I wish I could share today, but... Uh, in the next, you know, the next month, stay tuned to the Links podcast. This is going to be your your best place to get information, uh, along with our website, uh, brandwellness.com. And uh, I'm I'm very very excited about what's going to happen in 2023. Um, lots of things are moving behind the Good. scenes. Yep. So Good. there's there's uh, even even in the last couple of days, uh, we've just really gotten clarity uh, of where we're headed and what we need to do and. Uh, it's going to require everybody. This is going to be a team effort. And uh, I think it's a great year, the 50th, Brandon's 50th year, to really start turning some dirt on a wellness center to serve our community that is, it's not government, it's not government funded. It's not, yep. a, ta- it's not a tax. We're not leaning on government. We're going to lean on on the community and lean on the people in our community uh, specifically the households that call this home, because we we really believe that's the thing that our community needs. Yep. We need a place. We've got a great school system. We've got a great uh, uh, infrastructure that's building. We have some great small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of hope for the future. However, uh, we, we just have heard and we believe that having a community wellness center is an enormous step for our community over the next 50 years. Yep, it's been talked about for a long, long time, and and your group is finally kind of taking the bull by the horns and yeah. and moving forward with it. Yeah. And it's and it's community. I mean, this is this is commu- it's what it's about. It's about having a place, just like this podcast, is a place for us to get to know one another. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't just you and I. You and I can go have coffee whenever, but um, this is for this is a place. This virtual space, this podcast, is a place for one another for us to get to know one another. Sure. And uh, and a wellness center is a physical place. It's a physical place where we can rub shoulders. I mean, I, I I'm sure you like me. You know, when you go to Sunshine, you you end up saying hi to four or five six people. Yep. yep. Uh, when you go to to a restaurant or you go somewhere in town. We just we just need more of those spaces. Uh, if we're going to really build community over the next fifty years, it requires more than asphalt. Oh yeah, you know Brandon's in a unique situation. We've grown by leaps and bounds over the last mm-hmm. twenty years. The vast majority of our folks work, shop, play in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Um, everybody everybody identifies Brandon as as Brandon Valley School. Yeah. Um, the city of Brandon is is kind of uh, an afterthought, so to speak. So uh, we really need some place or, or something to get the folks energized about the community, not yeah. identifying with Sioux Falls. Not that you know we're, yeah. we don't like we love we love Sioux Falls. They're yeah. they're a great neighbor, like I said. Um, yeah. But most people identify, work there, play there, spend their tax dollars there, yeah. uh, et cetera. And we need to we need to bring that back to Brandon a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we're we're extremely blessed. We're extremely blessed, and uh, our hope, our hope through Brandon Wellness and through the city, working together uh, along with other organizations, uh, a number of other organizations, including soccer, mm-hmm. uh, tennis. Um, our our goal really is to to be a blessing to others and to th- build something, not just for today, but build something for tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, looking ahead long term. So. So I think, yeah, it's it's exciting, and I'm excited. I, I can't wait to show. I'm a talker, so. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't noticed that, John. <laughs> I wish I could say more. I, we'll, we will wait patiently. Okay. Um, for whatever news you're going to relay yeah. in the next uh, month or two. Well, tell you what, appreciate appreciate you listening, tuning in. Uh, like and share uh, this conversation. Uh, I, I really, I mean, I think it's a great conversation. Um, share it on your social media, uh, pass it along on podcasts. We're available on all those channels. So sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, John. You bet. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for joining us on the love your neighbor podcast. The purpose of the love your neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks!